And hello, and welcome back to another episode of Observe and Report. We are your hosts. Uh, I am Jason Simmons, and sitting across from me is Jack Smith. Hello. And this is the show where we see the things, we watch the things, and we tell you about the things that we saw and how we feel about them. And so many are, feelings. So many feelings on things. Mm. And this is the middle of summer. It is movie season. It is summer blockbuster season. And it's go inside and watch a movie because it's too dang hot out. Also that season. Yeah. <laughs> and it has been really hot around here. Yes. Uh, but. Did we I ever s- say that we're in New York? We said that we're in New York. Or if it's not, you can, can't you hear it in our we're accents? We're very cosmopolitan. <laughs> Um, it's been ridiculously hot in the it's last like two yeah. weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's summer. It's for real summer. Um, yeah. However, I'll take the heat over the abysmal cold that we face. I love the cold. Nine months out of the year. You get to stay inside because it's cold <laughs> and watch movies. Perfect. But there is, you know, summertime there are outdoor movies. That's a possibility No, it's hot well. out and there are bugs. <laughs> and I'm coming home with like three bugs in my hair. I don't need that. As I, as someone without that much hair, yeah, I do no. not experience. How nice for you! <laughs> it's the one benefit, the only benefit, the only that benefit I can think of being a man. Of. Yes, you're right. <laughs> the women have it so much better. <laughs> like all the bugs, that's the Ugh. one downside. All right, um, what did you watch? I saw a couple things. I did not see as much as I normally see. Um, but I will start off with a thing that I saw in theaters um mm. with my mom uh i saw uncle drew in theaters <laughs> yes everyone that's listening to that cringe laugh do what you need to do well, get no. it out of your systems right now here's the thing like the the cast like nick holds in it which i was very he surprised is hilarious in the best part <laughs> yeah like i find that movie from what i've seen very confusing i don't know how it got made i don't know why it got made Kyrie Irving is a beautiful human. I don't know why you cover his face up with makeup. Well, from what I understand, it's based on like the uh, the Uncle Drew like Nike commercials that Kyrie Irving does. Oh, okay. So that's why this was made. I I feel they're more interesting in the history of <laughs> basketball players playing like characters in commercials. Yeah, I feel there were more interesting characters who have been done. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, Uncle Drew, got made into a movie, um, and this. Partly continues my quest of seeing every Shaq film in <laughs> theaters. Um, I am pretty well along the path. All I, two of them? Um, they're like eight. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> There's quite a few. Um, he's been in eight movies? He's been in a lot of movies. Uh, he's been in Blue Chips, uh, Kazam, Steel, um, Grown Ups 2. Um, I'm cutting out like a lot of movies here. Um, and also, of course, Uncle Drew. He's been in quite a few films. That's mind-boggling. Good Burger. He's also in that as well. Um, <laughs> it's and this is all the top of my head. I'm not looking at anything. No, you're not. <laughs> which is astounding and sad. Um, and if you know me, you know that I, as a child, love Shaq. He was amazing. It's I didn't like, know that, and I do know you. <laughs> he, um, it's the idea for me when I was a kid. It's like, well, he can't be Shaq forever. He's not going to be seven feet tall forever. One day I will be Shaq and I will carry on the mantle of being him. Oh. And of course it didn't happen. Never grew up to be seven feet tall at all. So far from that. So far. Oh, God. A goal I'll never you achieve. You make yourself sound like you're five foot four. You're like five <laughs> ten. It's fine. But still. It's not. It's really the basketball skills I think you're lacking more so than the height. 
let's not even include that. <laughs> okay. But sorry, that was real. <laughs> I felt like that was a real. You know low what blow. I can do on the court? All right, you never see me out there. That's true. <laughs> you might be secretly amazing. <laughs> but seeing Uncle Drew, um, did your mom want to see it? She just wanted to go to the movies. Really, she didn't really care what we saw. Mm-hmm. Um, I suggested Ocean's Eight, but she was like, ah, "I don't really like." If you've seen it already, I don't really want to go and see that. Okay. Uncle Drew is the only thing I could, else I could think of that she Incredibles would want to see. Too? What's that? Incredibles 2? She's not in animated films okay. at all. Um, but I was like, well, I guess Uncle Drew kind of fits the bill. And it it is kind of a family movie, I mm-hmm. would say that. Like, it is, like, you know, stress, like, a message of positivity and, like, oh, you know, nice. staying true to, like, you know, your friends mm-hmm. and, like, you know, sports as, like, a metaphor for life and just, okay. like, you know, struggling and working hard and, like, sticking to, like, you know, what you believe in and to the basics and getting through things um but it does like kind of play in both fields like it plays kind of loose with like some more adult themes it's like i'm not surprised by that (laughs) given the cast yeah yeah it's like you have tiffany haddish and nick crow and like laurel uh it's like you're not gonna let them just be them like (laughs) that's like really putting some handcuffs on people like all right sure (laughs) when i think of tiffany haddish i don't think oh she's family friendly Yeah. yeah Like, um, but, like, despite, like, you know, having, like, the limiters of, like, a PG-13 rating or whatever, mm-hmm. like, you know, Tiffany Haddish, Nick Kroll, something actually very funny. It felt like Lil Rel was a bit limited Who? in this far, um, the, the main character, um, mm-hmm. he was, um, the best friend in Get Out, the, uh, the TSA agent. I didn't see Get Out. It's, I recommend it, super good. Here's the thing, I made Megan tell me, because it was being, um, oh, oh. <gasps> that's the burger signal. <laughs> Yeah, we're just going forever. Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. Quick break. Um, so early in the show, so my apologies. Um, but yes. So, Uncle, Uncle Drew. Drew. Um, saw it. It's not great. I don't think anyone's going to like, you know, come into that movie feeling like, oh, what, a, what an experience at <laughs> the cinema. It wasn't. Um, the people that were in it, I thought did fine. Considering that, like, you know, a lot of these guys are not actors. Yeah. Like, they were great. Like they're really funny for 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 the most part, and despite how funny they were, it's still not a good movie. Um, <laughs> like the whole premise of the film being like you know, uh, Laurel is trying to get together a team for uh, the Rucker Park tournament, which is a famous uh, street basketball tournament mm-hmm. in New York City in Harlem. Um, Nick Kroll steals his entire team, Aww. like his best players. Rude. Uh, Nick Kroll has been a childhood tormentor of him since youth. <gasps> um. Lil Rel decides to go ahead and get Uncle Drew, the the greatest ball player of all time. Um, <laughs> the, the movie starts out with a fake like thirty for thirty documentary okay. uh, on Uncle Drew. Gotcha. Um, and he recruits Uncle Drew. Uncle Drew says, "You know, I'm not playing unless I have my team." So they go across the country to recruit his team. They come back to play. Um, for some reason, there's like a subplot about Shaq having like a history with Uncle Drew and like they're not liking each other because <laughs> Uncle Drew slept with like his girlfriend like back in the 70s. I like it. And that sounds more fun to me than anything. <laughs> um Shag gets a heart attack halfway oh, through no. the movie. And Lil Rel has to step in and be the like sub. too close to reality. Yeah. So that happens. And yeah, he becomes the, the fifth man on the team. Shaq? No. Shaq oh. is in the hospital. Oh. Um, <laughs> Lil Rel becomes, like, the other member of the team. Gotcha. Um, and, yeah, it is not great, but it's fine. If you're, like, if you like like Mike, you will like Uncle Drew. That's all <laughs> I can say about that. 
Um, for the two people who saw like Mike who are listening to this. <laughs> oh boy. But um outside of that, the experience of watching it, I saw it in a, a dining theater, um Am- an AMC dining theater. Which I say it's a different experience than watching it like something like an Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. or a, like a Nighthawk or like any other the uh, any like theater that does serve food. I've not been to one. You would think I would being s- the fat kid that I am <laughs> that that would be like my first stop. But um my experience at other places outside the AMC have been good. Um, at first, I was super against dining theaters. Like, oh, no, this is so terrible. People are walking in front of you the entire time in the movie. Yeah. Not really the case. That's good. Um, and it's done, I think, one, to, you know, any theater, any movie theater, their main source of income is concessions. Mm-hmm. It is not ticket prices, despite the fact they keep going up and up. Oh. Like, the main moneymaker for them is concessions. So, providing more concessions to you at higher prices, like, it does bring the money in. But, I'm saying all that to say this, the AMC theater dining experience, dining movie experience, is for people that don't like movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, like, not good. It's not comfortable. I don't know. Like, it's just, the service is bad. Things don't work. Like, oh, that's not surprising. Everything's right? sticky. Like, I don't know. Ew. Like, it's just not a fun experience via AMC. Through other things, yes. Through that, no. Um, but yeah, that was my experience watching Uncle Drew. What well, have you seen? That sounds entirely terrible. I'm <laughs> so sorry. <laughs> um, what have I seen? Let's talk about it. Oh, um, I rented, <clears throat> excuse me, um, Annihilation with okay. Natalie Portman. How was that? I was excited to see that. I didn't know much about it. Um, then I left the years before I had a chance to see it. Uh, don't want to brag or anything, but I read the book. Ooh. Um, big <laughs> old reader over popular, here. I'm <laughs> very literate. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read the book, and then it's there are three books in the series. I only got like part of the way through the second one because it was super boring. Question: Is it a young adult series, or is it mm, meant for all no, it's ages? Adult. Okay. Not like adult, but like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a different show. Um, <clears throat> but I don't, I have a terrible memory in general, particularly, it's particularly poor with books. Um, so I don't remember a ton of it because it's been a couple of years since I read it. Um, but it definitely deviates uh, quite a bit from the book. Okay. Um, I basically kind of took the main premise and just all the details around it. They did kind of what they wanted Okay. Uh, for the movie. <clears throat> um, it was, it's hard to describe because it's a, it's hard to describe without giving it away because it's a very weird movie. The premise is that Natalie Portman is married to the incredibly handsome Oscar Isaac worth it just for that <laughs> um and he is a he's in the military and she used to be um and his next assignment is to go into this weird i don't even know what you would call it other it's not a realm dimension no because it's on earth it's just like you pass through this like oily looking membrane a zone one could say <laughs> right thank you zone um because people keep going in but they never come out oh okay Um, triangle zone yes okay um and he comes out but he's a bit of a mess and so then natalie portman and a team of four other women are sent in 
to try to figure out what's going on and whatnot. Okay. That's the main premise. Okay. But it's very, um, it kind of devolves from sci-fi-ish into like a sci-fi horror movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> Not like heavy horror, but just really creepy, scary shit, okay. I guess. Because um, there are creatures you look very. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what the word is to describe the look on your face. I'm concerned. <laughs> it's just watch it. Okay. If it comes out, I feel like it's the type of thing that you could see come out on like HBO. All right. As a movie, it feels like it feels like you don't want to give any spoilers on this. It feels like I it was don't. quite the experience, and you don't want like it, to it reveal was. anything. Does it rely on a twist? Would you say? Um. Not really. Okay, but the, th- the things that happen should not be divulged. Otherwise, it would spoil the experience of the film. Yeah, it just spoiled the experience. Okay, because when Annihilation came out, it feels like there was a lot of talk about it, but I don't know how many people actually went out to go see it. I think because it's very, it was very difficult to market mm-hmm. without giving stuff away. Ah, um, and I think when you can't place whether it's a sci-fi film or just a drama or an action which you can't really do with this movie mm. i think that might be partially why you know what's funny then it didn't do well the name of the film as well as like the premise yes reminds me a little bit of that movie uh, oblivion from a couple years ago yes the tom cruise oblivion annihilation <laughs> very similar but the things that occur in that movie would give away what the film was about really so it's hard to market without, like, you know, giving everything away. Right. And that's tough for films that rely on, like, you know, a secret or a yes. twist, and they're not, like, a huge property. When the things in the movie are shrouded in mystery, how do you then market that? Yeah. Yeah. It takes, some, I think, some very clever editing and advertising and marketing to, like, yeah. make it work. But, yeah, I, I still want to see it because I do have, like, a lot of curiosity about it. Um, it seems pretty interesting just from like a science fiction perspective. I know mm-hmm. it has like a, a big fan base for the books. Um, so I'm just curious as to like what it's actually like. And you talking about it and not really want to give anything away does make me curious about what the movie is actually about. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a little curious about this mm-hmm. now. Um, as far as other things that I have been watching, um, I started watching a series, uh, clearly the first season recently, uh, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Oh, yes. Um, I think I saw the f- first episode and i really wanted to watch more of it Mm -hmm. but there's nowhere good for me to watch it it is currently on hulu that's how i'm watching it okay um it's it's fun it's i i watched the first episode i was like what is this cheeky british nonsense and like i wasn't into the first episode but as i watched more i was like oh this is like pretty entertaining and like weird and quirky is the perfect word to describe it It like um yeah, the first episode wasn't in and of itself terribly compelling, but mm-hmm. I think you could tell that there's enough there to work with that it'll get better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it reminded me in some ways of Doctor Who, um, oddly enough, because uh, the main character, Dirk Gently, is very similar to the Doctor in the sense of, like, he is super British. <laughs> um, he is uh, very chipper. In, in certain times. Kind of bounces around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, and certainly, like, you know, cares about the people that he is attached to. And he's, he's a Matt Smith type of doctor. Yes. Committed to, like, his, his the mission. Mm-hmm. But where the doctor has great intelligence, he has none. He <laughs> is a bit of a buffoon Aww. that relies on luck 
but he okay. has a very good heart. I say that that, that character does. Okay. Um, but there's so much weird things happening in the periphery of that. You're looking at so many different storylines, and you wind up by the end of it caring a lot about the characters. Oh. Um, like Elijah Wood, is, is, weirdly enough, is like playing kind of like a second lead, but a little bit of a supporting character. Mm. Like in a lot of the advertisements in the U.S., more of a straight man type. Of yes, thing. he is certainly a straight man in all of this, and he's funny too, which is too bad. But if to compare it to Lord of the Rings, he's the Samwise of this. <laughs> series like it is kind of about him but he is mm-hmm. like you know but he's more for along for the ride more along for the ride but he's also really the hero mm-hmm. it's it's a lot going on there um oh that is very samwise yeah. yeah um he's a real gamgee <laughs> that's the word now <laughs> <laughs> but um but no it, it was a lot of fun okay um how many so, seasons are there? There are two seasons. I don't think it's getting a third. Aww. I think it got canceled. It was, I think, exclu- not exclusive to BBC America, but it was made for an American audience. Right. Um, and there are so many great performances in that. Um, Fiona Dorif, who was the daughter of Brad Dorif, another Lord of the Rings con- uh, connection. Um, you just said so many things. I don't know what you just let said. Let me slow that down so people can understand. Fiona Dorif, the daughter of Dorif. Brad Dorif, the daughter of Brad Dorif, who played Wormtongue in lord of the rings oh also chucky in the chucky movies he's chucky in the chucky movies oh yeah <laughs> absolutely oh that poor guy <laughs> like that poor guy that super rich guy who's been well, making movies I mean, for a long time it's not time. like you're getting you know leading man roles oh he's certainly like i think i don't think he needs leading man roles he's like making his he's doing it i think to the extent that he's been doing it for as long as he's been doing it for and being consistently like a weird creep in things he's that guy for me i mean who wants to get pigeonholed as the as being great at being a creep no one does Maybe it's just my vanity <laughs> when you're good at something you're good at something um but yeah that aside uh, dirk gently is a lot of fun okay i do recommend it um if you have the chance to see more of it definitely do see okay, more of it cool um but yeah, anything else that you've been um, I getting into? I finished watching the second season of Glow I've also yesterday. seen that. I have many things to talk to you about. That. <laughs> I am glowing from watching it. Gross. This podcast is over. Uh, thank you all for listening. <laughs> We've had a good run. Uh, but it's done now. And off of that one statement. I'm so sorry. <laughs> for anyone who's still here. <laughs> um, I, it was a bit of a slow start for me possibly just because of like i've been stressed out and maybe i wasn't in the right mood Mm -hmm. but as i kept going with it it was so delightful it was really funny it Mm -hmm. was funnier than i remember the first season being yes um there is a very handsome new fella added to the cast the mustache dude (gasps) his name is wait russell (laughs) (laughs) you show him some respect he will be my husband. <laughs> I, I immediately. This dude looks like a tall. Hey. Oats from Holland Oats. Hey. <laughs> no. As soon as that man came on the screen, if I was like laying back in my on my couch, I went, whoa, and I just sat up. I was like, oh, Ru- oh Russell. Oh, my God. <laughs> He's such Listen, an average man. <laughs> ec- hey. Maybe that's what I'm into. Which is fine. Which is totally fine. Listen, I like a curly-haired brownish guy. Okay. He looks like he could be Jason Manzoukas' brother. Or Oats from Holland Oats. 
Maybe that's my type, Jason. <laughs> I'll go change up the old dating profile now. <laughs> looking for. <laughs> oh, um, man. Anyways, mm-hmm. he's a delight. Yes. To he's... anyone with eyes <laughs> and decent vision. <clears throat> um, but I like his character also. He's very sweet. Yes. Um, and they, I will say, because they are trying to... A, address some of the, like, social issues of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to do a lot of it, which I appreciate, but it's hard when you only have 10 episodes. Right. And they're also trying to focus on more of the characters to give them, even though it's still mainly Alison Brie um, and, oh, God, the... Betty Gilpin? Yes. Yeah. Um, even though it's still mainly about them, um, they do try to flesh out the other characters bit which i enjoyed mm-hmm. even if it means the writing is not as tight for me it was worth it because i like learning about the other characters a lot and they were, had very uh interesting nice stories yes um i believe there are 15 principal cast members Oof, overall it's a big cast it's a big cast but i like that we got to and with only 10 episodes you don't get mm-hmm. the chance to focus on everyone but i'm yeah. glad they were able to follow certain threads which were interesting yeah like um welfare queen able to that like was to, heartbreaking to like go with her like she talks about her son all the time but yeah. we actually get to see him yeah. she goes to college and like visits him oh it's so cute and what's awesome though is that she is a wrestler and like is outside really? of that like she started in wrestling i didn't know that like she's the only like professional wrestler of them no shit yeah um and it's to see her like do so well on the show it's like this is awesome that is awesome. good for you especially because she's just i just thought she was an actress like she's a good actress she's a very good actress granted there's plenty of acting and wrestling also absolutely but just in general still translating that to a tv show not exactly the same thing it just seems second nature for her yeah. like i remember i didn't find that out until after the end of the first thing was like wait she oh and all these like images kept kept flooding back in my head like, <laughs> i remember you like holy crap like she just looks so different from mm-hmm. like you know when she was like you know on tv as a professional wrestler in wwe but when was she on tv i think from like around 2006 to like 2009 or something oh, like that's that. relatively recent so like a good amount of time um but it's just I I totally forgot yeah. <laughs> that she was that she was that person, but um and getting to focus on things like her issues mm-hmm. uh and um Beirut and yes. New Junk Chain and that was awesome that was very cool to see that develop and yeah. actually like take hold it was really sweet um I loved the episode where you where you as a viewer are really watching an episode are really of watching an episode oh it's the second <laughs> to last episode it's so much fun I was dying when they were um spoilers. Um, when Zoya, her evil or her her good twin sister, mm-hmm. is on the fucking goat. <laughs> oh my god! It was so funny. Like it was going an unexpectedly, over the map. Yes, it was an unexpectedly funny season. It the last one was, mm-hmm. but it felt there was more drama in the first season. There was more drama. Whereas this one, because even though obviously there were still a lot of feelings about the cheating, it was to some degree behind them yeah. a little bit like the first knee-jerk reactions aren't there anymore mm-hmm. so everyone was kind of moving along so it was a bit lighter right um oh god it was funny like and there were appearances of people that you wouldn't like horatio sands shows up horatio sands is <laughs> ray i think is yeah is was such a delightful surprise <laughs> his character was great who again like plays a relatively like normal character yeah. not like off the walls or anything like that nope 
<laughs> but like a lot of fun to have him show up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Maron, the way he looked in the season, I thought him like this is dirty Stanley. <laughs> like, he was particularly dirty. Yes, like his his look was very much like this is what Stanley looked in the eighties. Yeah, but like this is just a gross version of him. There was at one point when he came in where he just looked like he had been like up for the last two days <laughs> and i'm just like did they just have him come in off the street and we're like okay nope hair and makeup nope just come on in because <laughs> he just looked exhausted yes he's able to maintain that exhausted look over the course of the well series done. Yes. um and they do a good job with him and he's doing a good job as an actor i think in so far as like not playing both sides of the coin, but like being both extremely lovable, but mm-hmm. also just like, ah, oh, despise, like I despise him sometimes. You, you start off really disliking him because he's more assholey. Yeah. But underneath that is the heart of gold. It really is. Um, and toward the end of it, and like it, the relationship that he has with his daughter, it's not the typical in a story of like, oh, curmudgeonly dad, and she softens him up. Like, mm-hmm. He's still not a great dad. No, but he's he, learning. He's learning and he's trying and he clearly cares about her a lot. Right. Um, and they have formed a relationship. It may not be the stereotypical father-daughter no. relationship, but it works for both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't too schmaltzy. It was. It felt right for the character. Absolutely. Um, and his reaction to, again, spoilers, um, when Alison Brie confesses, as to why the show was canceled because of the dirtbag who was trying to seduce her. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, oh, he just love him when he reacts how you want someone to react. Yes. Like, he, his reaction was appropriate for yeah. that. Um, and that, I think, is the turn for that character yes. where we're back on his side again. Yep. You're like, oh, yeah. If there was any question before, nope, we're good. Here we are. Um... I and yeah, it felt like this season was less focused on the. It weirdly felt like, and and one of the characters makes a mention of this bash, like when he talks about he parallels what they're doing to like Muppets Take Manhattan, yes. and like what they're doing is kind of the Muppet Show. Like you it get is. to see behind the scenes, like we got to make this thing work for tonight, like. And I remember a while ago, some compared like wrestling and the Muppet Show have very big similarities. And like, it's the only thing where they show you, well, this is behind the scenes now of like how, what's happening and how we're like trying to make the show work. Hmm. Like, we're gonna have this guest on tonight, and like they do re- kind of represent that in this. Um, and I like the character of Bash in this season. They did a lot with he him. He was so lovable and sweet and yes. great. They planted a lot of seeds for him. I they think they did. Um, yeah, they definitely. He was kind of just a dum-dum on the sideline yes. kind of in the first season but he's so much more involved now and when they <clears throat> i'm so sorry um when they show him going to his childhood home mm-hmm. and they show the wall full of wrestling yeah memorabilia and stuff and you see how much he really just loves it mm-hmm. um it's not just like you know a, a shot at him to like you know right. be a star of producer right. or like to, you know like to use this like to you know to, to get to something else yes. it's like this is what i want to do yeah it's not like i want to be in television i'll do it through wrestling it's i want to be involved with wrestling yeah and it's just you are going to like him throughout and then that's just like oh you're such a sweetie pie but all the stuff he's dealing with under the surface he's dealing of that, with so much of like his oh, friend and like yeah. you know, he, his friend is missing and then yes. the news that he gets well, towards his, the end of the season his butler quote butler yes. but is really actually just one of his only seemingly friends mm-hmm. um who 
you find i'm assuming he dies they suggest that he dies from aids yeah and that bash didn't know that he was gay mm-hmm. um which was a very given that this was the 80s that's a very topical thing of that time right um so they're keeping it within the realm of reality um, and the question is 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 bash himself gay is he questioning yeah. like is he 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 himself doesn't know yeah. it was is what it seems like to me um so it's just interesting to see that they this character who just seems like on the surface such a goofball is, like yeah. does have so much more going on under yes. the surface yes um but he also tries to maintain a good face for people around him too he mm-hmm. doesn't want them to have to aside from his one little outburst like he doesn't want them to have to deal with stuff either right yeah it's very uh, sweet and what's funny to me in like Netflix's like 80s theme show like this and Stranger Things, it mm-hmm. just feels like it's weird. Like it's they're both encapsulating the 80s in different ways. Um, and as far as like the looks of the show, of the shows go, like I think they do that very well through like because I, I think what people kind of forget sometimes is that like you know when we think of like the 1980s or like a specific decade mm-hmm. is that the fashion sense of the time it bleeds from like decade to decade. Right, right. So like a lot of the early 80s still look like the 70s. So like I think they do a good job in that in terms of like hair and like clothes and all that stuff and, and costuming and like just the style of things, the way cars mm-hmm. look, the way like, you know, wallpaper looks. Mm-hmm. It's just like they do a good job of that in glow, I think. Um, but yeah, I, I really like the second season Me a lot. Too. And it's so digestible. It's so it like 30 minute chunks, like bam, bam, bam. I forgot that it was only 30 minutes and all of a sudden the episode ended and I was like, oh, oh, right. I'm used to like one hour long drama type thing. And that's become so ubiquitous now, I think. It is, yeah. Like of just like, well, everything even if it's a comedy, it's gotta be an hour long. It's mm-hmm. just like we can like hang I'm cool for hanging out for thirty minutes mm-hmm. as opposed to like an hour every time. So it's nice to have something that's good and just a half hour long. Yeah. Um so yeah, this season of Glow was really good and I'm looking forward to the next season. It, it sucks that it's all below. That was quick. Like that was like ten episodes of thirty minutes apiece. Like, I oh, honestly man. might go back and rewatch some of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the second half of it in particular is just so enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And Alison Brie is so goddamn funny. She's really funny. And whoever is writing it, I don't know if some of it is improv or not. I'm sure s- at least a small portion of it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of the lines are just so amazing. And she, like all of the great comedians, she doesn't hold back at all. If she's in it, she's in it. Like mm-hmm. your Melissa McCarthy's, your Will Ferrell's, like they are 100% committed. Right. And so she'll just go out there and make a fucking idiot of herself. To the point of embarrassment where like you yes. as a viewer is like, oh, I'm cringing. Oh, God. <laughs> God bless her. She's so amazing. I l- love her as Zoya. She's mm-hmm. hilarious. Um, Yeah, I just, and when oh. I see that those women are having clearly like having fun mm-hmm. like not just the characters but the women themselves are having fun oh it just makes me so happy i also like the fact that like even their serious characters do get moments of like humor yeah like um the character that betty gilpin plays yes. um like who's so very st- angry because of the everything that's going on in her right. life yeah and is dealing with a bunch of stuff but she still gets moments to be funny like her yeah. whole breakdown slash garage sale everything <laughs> yes. in her home is really funny yeah um there's a point where she like at when they're at the uh the the, the syndication deals mm-hmm. where she's like very funny and like you know is being as goofy as everyone else although yeah. she tends to play with the straight character right. um and s- some trivia 
not really into that, but mm. to other things like uh, the very last episode spoilers, like you know where they have like the male wrestlers come and say mm-hmm. like you know hey stop stealing our stuff yeah like um the guy that's in there that gets thrown out last he is the uh, wrestling coordinator for the show yes so I learned that he like coordinates all the stunts and all that stuff that's um awesome. Java Guerrero and it's like oh wow like it's fun that he gets to be like on camera yeah 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 like it's nice like, like you know you get to show off your work totally nice. um but yeah Globe season two is cool I also find um. Machu Picchu's older brother attractive. I now that I can understand. <laughs> oh, that one you get, Jason. <laughs> That's just because of you're you're blinded by your love for wrestling. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, I watched because um, all I do is watch interviews on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I watched um, an interview of Betty Gilpin on. Um, I almost said Steve Carell. Nope, Stephen Colbert's okay. show. Um, I never remember what the name of them, the late night shows are, because they all just have late and <laughs> show in them. So I've given up. Uh, Stephen Colbert's show. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is so funny. Mm-hmm. I feel like the audience was not great because she deserved more laughs than she got. Mm-hmm. She seemed really nice and relatable. Um, and she and she made fun of herself. What did she say she looked like? Oh, she said she looked like Britney Spears's like older sister or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was great and oh, just made me love him even more. Mm-hmm. Loved it. I believe she also went to our college. She went to Fordham. Yeah, but like at Lincoln Center, I believe. Oh, it's always a Lincoln Center. Could <laughs> <laughs> become famous. I'll take it still. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting. You could have ridden a Ram van together. <laughs> <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, something else I was watching that is also very female oriented and very mm. fucking good. Mm. Handmaid's Tale. Um, oh. I only started this year mm. um, on season one. I'm currently in season two as well. It's so punch you in the gut. Good yes um it is heavy yeah. <laughs> it's a lot to take oh, in it is the opposite of glow in terms of heaviness yeah yes it is the opposite of the spectrum like this is ooh, blacker than black as night times one million um it's yeah the hardest to me it's one of the darkest dystopian futures i could think of absolutely and so far because like you know you, you get your dystopian futures like oh like aliens took over or like you know <laughs> Technology like overtook us. Like, no, this is you're us very, doing this to you're ourselves. Very flipping about aliens, <laughs> Jason. I'd be a little more concerned, but okay. Sorry to all of our uh, extraterrestrial listeners, <laughs> but no, like, um, it's this hit me in the way that something like a, a, a Gattaca did, or like a Children of Men, is also like the science fiction oh, and the of thing. Men, so good. Mm, um, it has Owen, so very, <laughs> very oh similar. God. He's such a man. That face. He's like. A man, and I remember seeing him for the first time, and just being like, "Oh my god, look at his man face! It's such a big man face." Sorry, Oof. derail. I'm sorry. So hard. No, totally fine. Um. I own Children of Men just to watch him. I did. I bought the DVD while we were at Fordham. These thick, thick eyebrowed, like stubbly, dark haired men. Ugh, such a good voice. <laughs> an accent mm. climb sorry continue what were we talking about I don't even know anymore so the dark dystopian future that is oh, Handmaid's right, Tale right, right, right. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so Handmaid's Tale for anyone that's not uh, familiar with it uh, 
originally based on a book um, written in the 1970s by Margaret Atwood uh, upon it's about an America we get it Jason you read (laughs) I can I also have that power to read literacy (laughs) Um, no so science fiction novel um, based upon the idea of a world where in which women have most women cannot give birth anymore Uh, something happened where in which children cannot be born successfully by most women those who can give birth this is an america that has been taken over by this extremist uh group that has reformed america where in which all right like these men are all in power women have virtually no rights and these handmaids are then given off to these men in power to impregnate and have children as they're just the only you know ones the can. future that we're slowly marching toward it in america feels very <laughs> reflective of our times right now and looking at that and looking at news and just feels like oh this is scary yeah um but great performances all around um by uh everyone on that yeah. show no one's bad everyone's really good um samara wiley um uh homegirl from mad men why do i, I forget her name right now um yep uh she dated fred armerson yes she did no she was married she to was fred married armerson. fred armerson for a long time um yeah um I keep know her name anyway. It. Regardless, I'll look it up while you keep talking. It's a really good show. Um, it's yeah, the amount of money put into this it's substantial. You can t- totally see it all around. The fact Elizabeth that, Moss. Elizabeth Moss. Why can't I remember? It's got her, her Joseph Fiennes, Alexis Bledel from Gilmore who Hills. I did not recognize. I, I didn't recognize this big old beautiful blue eyes because she looks her age now. She looked forever twenty to me. She True. was she was forever twenty one in the store in person. Um, but and I did not watch that much Gilmore, Gilmore Girls. You're missing out. Um, not a Gilmore guy. Um, fool. But yeah, she's really good in it. Overall, it's a very good show. It's very gripping every episode you are invested in what happens next um i s- truly sat down and watched it like my roommate was getting into it i was like all right sure like he was getting into last year i didn't watch last year this year season two came out and i was like okay i guess i'll start and it did and i'm happy i did also max i don't know how you sp- max Mangello. yeah he's really good in it and super british playing an american very, very handsome, um and again thick eyebrows Olive skin, dark hair. You have. I have a type. A type. <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> He's with the one little ray of sunshine when I watched that show. <laughs> Even though he's not doing great stuff as the character. Like, Who's still trying so cute. to do. I will not spoil anything. I don't want to spoil anything for anyone I watching this show. I didn't see all of the first season because i just it's a lot to take in oh like you might drop out watching this show i would start sitting up and then i just slowly melt down into a horizontal position because the weight of that nope it is the darkest future and canada is a ray of light in that show as it is always (laughs) um yeah it is it is very gripping and what made me what it evoked in me was a sense of when i was watching the show i thought like you know what i hate this show no i didn't hate the show i hate the world that they lived yeah. in it's like no what i hate is fascism okay i get it <laughs> that's what i don't like bold Got stance it. on fascism jason <laughs> let, let it be her let me know all right check the boxes Ooh, controversial. i don't like fascism <laughs> put that your pipe and smoke it all right whoa <laughs> hot takes hot takes <laughs> um but yeah 
Um, that is something I watched, and it, it stuck with me in a really big way. Okay. Um, but yes, anything else that you have been watching? Nope, because I forgot my notebook at home. The one thing that I was supposed to bring besides myself. <laughs> uh, so I can't remember anything else. Those so, are the main things, though. All right, then. I will top it off, then. I saw Ant-Man and the Wasp yesterday. Oh, you did. Thanks for the invite. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> saw yeah, it afterwards. I gotta work quickly. early. That's cool. I didn't know. <laughs> I apologize. Um, we still have a time set for The Incredibles. We're going to see that, right? You never asked me about that. We talked about seeing The Incredibles two together. Did you see The Incredibles two? No. Well, we can do that. Do you want to do that? Because the only other friend of mine who wanted to see it was off with his girlfriend in Cape Cod. How nice for you, Mario. <laughs> finding love <laughs> literally riding bikes what is that <laughs> were they riding t- tandem bikes not tandem it may as well have been <laughs> i saw a video it looked lovely <laughs> oh i was so jealous you want to see incredibles too it's <laughs> the most pathetic text i've ever seen i've ever uh, written um <clears throat> Uh, I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man. And how I left you out of my plans to yes. go see it. So how was it, Jason? It was so funny. It really? was so much fun. Were you looking forward to it beforehand? Uh, yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm excited to see an, mild, Ant-Man too. Mild interest. Yes. Mild interest. It wasn't okay. like, oh my God, I got to see you. Like, you know, right. it wasn't like an Avengers film or something right. like that. But it was like, you know what? Ant-Man okay. 1 was a lot of fun. It was I wasn't too asked to offer. Okay. Um really good um everyone is ex- everyone's very funny in it cool and they did a good job by getting like more individuals they're not like leading types necessarily mm-hmm. but are also very funny like they got walton goggins to play <gasps> like you know a villain in this no and way. he's consistently in it he's like a big villain in oh, it. oh awesome and he's very funny okay and very southern <laughs> that is amazing i did not know that he was even in it yes now um, my interest is peaked don't tell me too much i will not um michael pena is in it and he yes. is fantastic he's always fantastic um he is such the he feels to me like the glue of this film Aww. um and they give him more to do this time oh, around good. which they, is they learned. Fun. They heard the audience feedback of how much oh, everyone yeah. loves him. That's cool. Um, there's a point where he tells one of his stories, mm-hmm. uh, and pretty much every cast member in the movie is involved in the story. So nice. seeing them act out his words in his voice <laughs> is so good. Nice. <laughs> um, and Paul Rudd is so damn charming in it. Like he's mag- His performance is magnetic. Like you're with him the entire time. He is so cute. Um, he's a writer on this one. Oh, right, right, yeah. right. He's one of the writers in the film, and it shows, like, his humor comes through, I think. Um, also, I appreciate how fit he got. Yes! Because they had him with a shirt off briefly in the first one, and I was like, <laughs> hello, Paul. <laughs> Do we have any reason for him to be shirtless in this one? There is a shirtless scene in this yes. one. Um <laughs> Awesome. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer's in this. Uh, oh. And she does a good job. Um, she fives. All right. She plays the original uh, Wasp. Cool. Um, what? Uh, uh, Michael Douglas in as well returns. Lawrence Fishburne's in it. What? And you think that he's going to have a small role, it seems. But more ha- a lot more happens with him. There's so many actors in this that they did not advertise as being in it. There's, they, they have a poster out uh, with, like, you know, all the main characters on it. Mm-hmm. I personally feel like you forgot michael Pena on this poster he's such a huge part of this movie he I'm wasn't just, on the poster he was not on the poster it's Aww. just like come on like i feel like just take evangeline lily out of it and put michael Pena in that's was, really what i want to see evangeline lily was very good at it and also very funny in it like really? at points that's like good like oh i didn't know you did comedy things evangeline lily okay. uh, um but uh her and Baldur's chemistry is very good um 
if for the people out there that care about where this fits in in the whole timeline of things and the lead up to Infinity War, um, where spoilers, if you didn't see it by now, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, too bad, where, you know, everyone gets snapped and dusted and whatnot, uh, there is a part in this where they talk about that. Okay. Uh, to not spoil it for you or not spoil this film for anyone else that's looking at it. I mean, I want to spoil it for me if I go and see the movie, Jason. <laughs> mm. I didn't know! Uh, I'll always pay for this. Yes, you will. <laughs> but no, I saw that and it was very good. Okay, cool. Um, and insofar as other things I've seen, uh, the film that you asked me to watch. Yes. I did see Bridge of Spies. Okay. I watched it today. Mm-hmm. Um, it is very, there were so many bridges. There were so many spies. <laughs> oh my God. Bridge of why? Um, no. There's hey, one bridge. First off, I did not like that. <laughs> Secondly, it deserves more respect. Than no, that. I'm going to. I had a joke and I threw it out there. It was pretty bad. But um, no, I actually really liked it a lot. Um, written by Joel and Ethan Cohen and directed by Steven Spielberg. It feels like it should be up for. It should have been up for all the Oscars. It's a but, solid team. But it really wasn't necessarily. Um, it was good. Tom Hanks bringing it like he always Typical does. Typical charming Tom Hanks. Like if I am locked up in a foreign country, it's like get me Tom Hanks. Yeah. He's not a lawyer. Get me Tom <laughs> Hanks. I want I need his comfort. I want him to get me out of here. He's done this movie. He basically is a lawyer. It's like, fine. Even if I didn't see this movie, get me Tom Hanks, all right? <laughs> I know he can do it. He's everyone's hero. <laughs> um but Mark Rylance is very good in it as mm-hmm. well. Um it is Eyebrow interesting it's it's very much more a uh, less a tale of law as it is of i guess like moral constitution yeah um and what it means to an individual to like you know stick to your morals and your ideas despite outside pressure mm-hmm. um and trying to do the right thing despite when it's so easy to just not yeah like in his time as his character had no obligation other than his own moral compunction and like the law really mm-hmm. to like you know do what he did um and it is, there were some fun acting choices Tom Hanks made as well throughout that movie insofar as just like his health deteriorates, yeah. deteriorates over time. Well, he's just like, I just want to go to bed. <laughs> and like you see him just like, just it wears on him. It makes him it more does. tired. Like he yeah, gets yeah, yeah. sick. Like, and just like everyone is against him. He, everyone is literally opposed to him. Mm-hmm. The people he's working for, the U.S. government seem to be opposed to him. The uh, the Soviet Union that he has to negotiate with are opposed to him. Even East Germany, which is like breaking off from that, yes. are opposed to him. Like, his, it seems the only friend he has in all of this is the guy that he defended. Exactly. Um, Who is technically an enemy of the country. Yes. So, yeah. like, it's it's also a story about like, isolation, too. Mm-hmm. And just, like, you know, being away from the things that, like, you know, make you feel whole. Um, and... There are some like there were a lot like a lot of actors peppered in throughout there. Um, I forget his name, Dominic Caparoso, I think. He was on The Wire. Um, played Herc. Um, he plays one of the FBI agents that arrests Mark Rylance, and just seems like, oh wow, cool, like you're here. Um, Jesse Plemons is there for a little bit as well. Oh yes, Herc. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, um, it's hard to recognize him because he's wearing a nineteen. He's got like a nice suit the, on. He's got like a little hat. bit of hair, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like hat. Like, yeah. He's a uh, and and um. Jesse Plemons is there for a hot second. Yes, yes, um, yes. I thought he was going to have a bigger role, but like his, yeah, it was no, like, it's pretty small. It was pretty small. Yeah. Um, but that aside, like you know, it, it's it's a good Cold War movie. Mm. Um, and and it's political without feeling particularly political, kind of. Again, yeah, it's political without being political because we are focusing really on characters right. and not the situation overall. Right. Although it does touch on it, and I think explains it pretty well for mm. an average viewer to understand. Um. 
there are there was one surprising point of action when they show you a pilot getting shot down. Oh yeah, that is like pretty harrowing. I think. Um, but overall, like the tension of the film, there's not a huge amount of tension. I would say, like outside of just is Tom Hanks going to succeed? Is yeah. he going to die over here? Right. Like, and they do a good job because this is right as the Berlin Wall is going up, mm-hmm. like separating East and West Germany, and they do a good job of showing like you know. This is changing everything. Yeah. Like, you know, people being shocked that someone got shot trying to go over the wall. It's yeah. like, this is the world now. Um, and, yeah, it was it was a, it was a very good movie. Um, I totally understand it being nominated for an Oscar. Um, and I totally understand. And I guess I get people not being terribly interested in it. No, because it's... <laughs> I don't think people are super interested in the Cold War to begin with. Yeah. Well, not, it's kind of an old maybe. man topic. I guess, yeah. Which, if you're... But we're fan. probably heading back into one pretty soon. True. <laughs> um, one would say we're in one right now. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I just liked it, A, because of the cast, B, just I'm a history fan. Otherwise, I don't know. And it's, that's just a difficult movie to market. Yeah. So do you want to just, there's no love story, which I, I guess people with hearts tend to enjoy. I wouldn't know. Yeah, like there's. So it's just, do you want to watch a bunch of old men run around? In the cold, I this guess. is the movie for you. I guess, yeah. Like, um, yeah. there aren't, there's not a huge amount of like female roles in it. Amy Ryan, she is great. She's great. She's she's a lot she's of fun. Always in it. Good. Um, there's one point in the movie where she asks him like to get marmalade. Yeah, and he comes back with just like a jar from down the street, and she's like, <laughs> she's pretty cool about it. She's like, <laughs> yeah. no, uh, and just like walks away, like not mad really. Like I can imagine doing that and getting my head torn off, but like not coming back. With a specific marmalade. Who have you been dating? <laughs> God, if a woman gives you shit about marmalade, you leave her. <laughs> like, I'm not Paddington Bear. God, I'm not made of yeah. this stuff. But, um, no, it was, uh, there, and there were some other cool just things. Like, oh, they're in Astoria. Like, they're right there by, like, you know, yeah. um, by the Hell's Gate Bridge. Like, oh, that's pretty cool. They filmed there. Um, but yeah, it was a fun, I wouldn't say fun. It was a good movie overall. Fun is like to describe like, oh, light and airy. Yeah, because it's pretty bleak. Yeah. (laughs) And the palette that it uses is very gray and Mm -hmm. black, as you would expect. But it's compelling. Yes. Even if you know how it ends, you still want to see it play out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, that was, yeah, it was a good thing. Mark Rylance won the Oscar. I can can get that. supporting actor. I can get that. But it's interesting because he wasn't there. He's not on the screen very much. For a huge amount of the film. Um, but did you find yourself really liking his character? I did like his character, and I and I could see both sides of the story where in which the Americans are like, "Well, why are we even like keeping this guy alive?" Yeah. I can understand the national idea of like mm-hmm. this is a spy in mm-hmm. our own country, but I understand Tom Hanks coming from like the aspect of like, "Well, this is also a human life." Yeah, and having him in the back pocket could come in handy later down the line, which is one hundred percent what occurs. Um, and furthermore, like, I can respect Mark Rylance's character for, like, you know, remaining true to his country and his own ideals and not, like, giving anything up. Yeah. But at the same time, like, you know, he's very much along for the ride. He's like, whatever happens, happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to, like, rock any boats here. Like, if death is what is on the table, then it's what's on the table. If going home means dying and that this is the only way that we can play this, then so be it. When, or um, so be it. I hate that that was kind of good. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> um, when he 
Granted, I cry at everything, but when he explains to Tom Hanks um, what's going to happen to him, mm-hmm. and he says, and Tom Hanks asks, like, well, how do I know, like, if it's going to be what they're thinking, basically, um, and he mentions that if they hug, if they embrace him, then it's looking good, but if they just tell him to get in the car, mm-hmm. he might be in trouble, and he walks over. And he looks at him, and then they just he just gets stuck in the car. Oh, it made me so sad, and I mm. just cried. No, that's a fair reason to cry. Oh, it was so heartbreaking, but he was okay. Because, like, they, they do create a friendship over time. They do. Like, you know... Um, ad- mutual respect and yeah. admiration for the other person. And the gift of, like, the painting that he gave yeah. him is, oh, like, was, like, really beautiful. Like, oh, wow, Whoever really actually nice. did that did an amazing job, by the way. Absolutely. I hope Tom Hanks got to keep that. I hope so, too. It was <laughs> a very nice portrait. Yeah. Like, uh, and I hope Mark Rylance got to keep the self-portrait that he was doing That was so good, start. too. Like, yeah. that's, like, really cool. It was. Um, I, don't know who, I don't know who the artist was on that. I feel I like I should, either. like, look into the trivia on that. Um, but, yeah, Bridge of Spies... If you've not seen it, I recommend it. I, I watch it on Amazon Prime, rented it for like $3. It's a good time. Tell me, I told you it was on Netflix. It's not on Netflix. I checked. It was when I saw it. <laughs> oh, buddy, I'm sorry. That was a very narrow window of time. <laughs> Glad I got it. Um, I was supposed to watch The Raid, mm-hmm. colon Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, Jason, we've been friends for... 13 years now Uh which is disgusting amount of time (laughs) um because i feel very useful um but um i I don't know if i did something to anger you (laughs) that made you suggest this film to Mm me um it's really a film that starts off with just a lot of police brutality Mm -hmm. they go in to this apartment complex mm-hmm. to raid it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just kill a guy. He wasn't technically doing anything wrong other than being on the premises. And they take him from behind. I Ooh. knew what was going to happen, so I muted that shit immediately. I, I told us a lot of this roughness that occurs in that movie. And then you just see on the closed captioning, crack. <laughs> You know I don't like neck snaps. So much neck snaps in this movie. You didn't. You know, Jason. <laughs> you know me. It's a lot of snaps I and pops. I can't do snaps and pops. A lot of it. Then, the next thing that happens, they shoot a kid through the neck. Third thing that happens, I see a guy about to take a machete that's just conveniently duct taped to the underside of a kitchen table. And I said, no, I'm not watching this movie. And I was angry that you even <laughs> told me to watch it. I don't know if I agreed to it not knowing how terrible and violent it is. It's super violent. What were you thinking? <laughs> I'm thinking that it's, uh, because this came out of what? We were watching, uh, <sighs> God, Skyline 2. And that made me think of the, the two individuals that were in that movie that are also in this movie. It's like, well, this is a better movie than that in my mind it just was a series of death on death that's what that movie is i don't i can't have that it's too much (laughs) i need death with a nice little break in between there's no break i 
<laughs> I know, Jason. I need a break in between. Murders. It is a murder marathon. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. I like murder sprints. <laughs> and then a cooling off period. Some nice uh, carrot sticks to replenish your energy. Some water. I made it through Cube 2, Hypercube. Well, that was... I ma- Shut up. I made it through a that... mental drama. What's its face with the stretchy face and the monsters? Oh, Ernest Scarcity? I made it through that. It was a seminal classic. I'm uh, only giving you enjoyable things to watch. <laughs> I would like to note, I didn't... I angrily texted you. I am not watching this movie. <laughs> Then I will give you something else that is not at all <laughs> like that whatsoever. Um, I was originally going to give you, I didn't know if you had seen Dirk Gently or not. Um, I was going to give you that, but because you had already seen it, what we had talked about off mic, uh, I'll give you the founder to watch. Um, oh, yeah. It is a much more relaxed story of <sighs> the founding of McDonald's. And Which I also love. <laughs> So I'm pretty into it. So that should be a wonderful break and a good film. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. It came out when 2015, I believe. Um, features, that long ago? Uh, yeah, I think so. 2015 or actually 2016. Uh, features Michael Heaton. Um, what's his name? Nick Ron Offerman. Swanson. Nick Offerman. Um, it's very good, and it is. <laughs> you think you're getting into like a fun nice tale like well this is how mcdonald's got started this is a business built on just a lot of broken promises Mm. so your protagonist can also be your antagonist yes um but yeah i really enjoyed it and it's a good character study based on real things Mm -hmm. and you as a fan of history uh, i think would enjoy it as it is a pretty interesting slice of american history that it's not well known or not well talked about it's like business history Hmm. which is not something that's talked about in books after a certain period of time because usually it involves some level of sleaze yeah i feel like yeah yeah just white guys stabbing each other in the back which is what happened in this movie um keaton's doing a really good job um this is part of i feel like keaton's renaissance yeah um and yeah i i would recommend that you watch that um but yeah that's what i got for you cool uh and you have given me something to watch or do you not have anything oh i never think of these things <laughs> i'm so sorry um oh no um what would be a good thing for you to watch just trying to waste time while i think <laughs> but this is taking up too much brain power so i can't also think of a thing there's tv there's movies some British thing that you've oh, not yet seen? Oh, I forgot. This isn't what I'm assigning you. Mm. But I did watch a thing um, when I... Because last night I had started to watch The Raid and then I quickly tapped out of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, tapped out. It's a wrestling term. Just putting <laughs> that one out there. <laughs> Keep it moving. <laughs> um, I watched um, the... Susp- I wrote it down. The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher. Is that the most British name for a show? Jesus yes, Christ. it is. I am just yeah. sweating crumpets over Did here. This <laughs> just come out of my mouth when I said it? Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, it has Patty Considine as Mr. Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, they're like, it. 
it was a movie length. It was an hour and a half, but it was, I think, it was on TV. British TV's weird. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but there were like four, call them episodes, even though they're movie lengths. Ooh, they believe in the miniseries still over they there. They love miniseries. Um, but I think I came in, I didn't realize that at the time. I thought it was a one-off. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and I think it was like the second or third one of them okay. in the series. So he's at a slightly different point in his career but patty constantine plays a um not really disgraced so much but uh he was removed from the police force in london um and olivia coleman who is in Broadchurch and a million other things that i can't think of at the moment um she's great and her niece is murdered and so Patty Constantine tries to figure out what happens, and there's some twists that it starts off going as I expected, but there were some twists in there that I didn't see coming, and it was enjoyable. Hmm. Okay. Um, and also, what does it say that name again? <clears throat> it is The Suspicions of Mr. Witcher. My monocle just fell out of my face. <laughs> W-H-I-C-H-E-R. I'm going to go get out into my horse and carriage now. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Okay. Suspicious of Mr. Witcher. All right. Yep. I have what I'm watching for next time. You have what you watch for next time? No. What? Oh, no, no. That's not what I was going Is that? to have you watch. That's just something I watch. Then what am I watching? I don't know. <laughs> I was so ready. Like, okay. That says it. Going to wrap no. this up? Um, shit. Um... Is there anything you would like to watch? <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out after I'm sorry. we are off mic. I will have something. You can give me something that's hard to watch. Like, and you said you give anything when Joe things. Lies. I watched Skyline, too. That was not enjoyable. Oh, you got one thing. I got three, you asshole. <laughs> Don't even go there. Cube two hypercube <laughs> can go eat butt. That's so stupid. Uh, but we'll figure out what I'm watching mm-hmm. after this. It is may done. or may not be enjoyable. We'll, we'll see. see. <laughs> Punishment or enjoyment. We'll see. But thank you guys for listening with us. Thank you. Uh, do the things. Rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend. Um, and yeah, thank you for listening. We Bye. will see y'all next time.